It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you're indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 11th, 2018, a special Saturday episode of Locked On Magic here because we have some breaking news. Cue the breaking news music. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And on Friday, the Orlando Magic, the NBA, released their NBA schedule. The 2018-19 schedule is out. We know what we're going to be doing from October all the way through April. Could not be any more excited as the Magic now have their schedule. We get a sense of when the team, where the team's going to be playing, when are the trouble spots, or we'll begin to analyze that a little bit more in the coming days. But for now, I just want to go over the basics of the schedule, uh, the, the basic things that I look for. The first thing I like to say when it comes to the schedule is, number one, it's a schedule. There are 82 games, 41 home, although in the Magic's case there are 39 home games, and 41 road games, although in the Magic's case there are 41 road games and two neutral site games. To me, when I look at the NBA schedule, it is one of the more balanced schedule formulas that, that exist anywhere in sports. You play every team in the in the op- opposite conference twice. You play every team within your division four times. And then you play most of the other teams within your conference four times, if not three. So there, to me, there, there are very few differences between each schedule. It's, it's hard. I, I know ESPN put out a stat saying these teams play the hardest schedules in the league. And honestly, when I looked at that list, I was like, those are all the worst teams in the league. Of course they all play the hardest schedules because they're all, A, most of them are out west, and B, they don't get to play themselves who have a bad record. So I, I find the NBA schedule to be fairly balanced. What What is different about the NBA schedule, of course, is when you get your breaks, how games are kind of clustered together, and when you go out west, when you do your big road trips, it's it's less about who you play on the schedule and more about how you manage the schedule you've got. And that's why I, I usually say, and I think I've said this over the last couple of years when the schedules come out, that if a team like the Magic wants to make the playoffs, they got to get out to a fast start. That's what happened last year. Orlando had some difficult games early on, but they beat Cleveland. They beat San Antonio early on in the season. And that clearly built some confidence. And Orlando got to 8-4, and four, and then the injuries hit while they were out west. They came back home and, and were never quite the same after those injuries. But, you know, who's to say? Maybe if the Magic come home from that West Coast trip, not so injured, maybe they're sitting at 8-6 and six and, and they're still okay instead of coming home and, and really struggling. They lost momentum. And it had nothing to do with the schedule because, honestly, the worst loss of the season came after that West Coast road trip when they had a few days off to prepare for the Utah Jazz. 
this year's schedule, it's going to be tough to get out to a fast start. I would honestly say I'm, I'm scanning through the first 10, 12 games, and it seems pretty manageable. I think there is the opportunity for the Magic to get out to a fast start. For the third straight year, Orlando will start the season at home against the Miami Heat. They'll play the Heat October 17th at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. They'll follow it up with a game against the Charlotte Hornets before they take on the Eastern Conference Powers, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Boston Celtics on their first road trip. So potential to get out to a 2-2 two and two start, maybe. But I don't want to sit here and go game by game and predict, it, predict a magic record. That does no one any good. We don't know what this team's really going to look like, although it's many of the same characters. Uh, and we don't really know what the other teams are going to look like or, or, or how things will work and operate. So for today, I want to highlight some of the key games, some of the key stretches, um, some of the things that I look for when the schedule first comes out. First, the big point to make, again, fast starts matter. You play Philadelphia, Boston, Portland, Milwaukee, four of your first six games, five of your first seven games, sorry, five of your first six games against playoff opponents, Miami Heat being one as well. But then you get Sacramento, the Clippers, Spurs, a Cavs team that's probably going to be finding its way still, the Pistons, the Wizards, a good good team, but not anyone that's really scaring anybody, the Knicks on November 11th, and then the Wizards again November 12th. The Magic could find themselves in a decent position. It's, it's a balanced, I think, start to the season as far as the first 10-12 games. Again, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about stretches when I analyze the schedule there um, a little bit later on in the week, but, but I want to just get that out there that I think there is the opportunity to get out to a decent start. Not a great start, but a decent start. And it has to be a confidence-building start. I'm, I'm, I'm big on this, especially with a new coach. Building confidence and trust in the system through some early success is definitely, definitely, definitely a positive thing for the Orlando Magic. Back-to-backs have been a big, big focus for the NBA over the last few years. And that is, again, a focus here across the board, across the league. Back-to-backs are down to their lowest levels um, in really modern league history. There are no four and five nights. There are fewer five and sevens, or five and eights. And there are no, I think it's seven and elevens or seven and tens. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The league has done a really good job spreading out the calendar and making sure everyone gets a chance to get some rest. The Magic will actually play only 13 back-to-backs this year. The fewest they've had since I think the 2012 season, or 2013 season. So the Magic, a team that does have to travel a lot because of geography, not going to play as many back-to-backs this year. But one of the interesting quirks of this schedule, and I think it's worth pointing out, one of the interesting quirks of the schedule is the Magic will play a franchise record three home-to-home back-to-backs. That's back-to-back games at the Amway Center on back-to-back nights. The first one is an absolute doozy. Saturday, November 17th, 
the Orlando Magic host LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers for the one and only time at the Amway Center. They'll follow that up with a game against the New York Knicks on November 18th. That's part of a four-game homestand that includes the 76ers and the Raptors. A big stretch there, actually, of four games in mid-November because that leads into the longest West Coast trip that the Magic take all year. A six-game, 12-day road trip that takes them to Denver, Los Angeles, so they play the Lakers twice in about a week. Golden State on back-to-back nights. They play the Lakers and Warriors on back-to-back nights, November 25th and 26th. Portland, Phoenix, and then finally in Miami after a few days off back on the East Coast. That is a difficult road trip, and I always say this in December, and I'll say it again in December. You really learn a lot about a team the first road trip. It's not an easy road trip with the Lakers and Warriors back-to-back. Suns really the only non-playoff team Magic are playing. The Nuggets are a borderline playoff team as well. Not an easy trip for Orlando in late November. The Magic will then play back-to-back home games twice in March. March is their home-heavy month. They'll have their longest homestand of the year in March of five games. That comes after the longest road trip, or the second longest road trip of the year, another six-game trip. But that also includes, again, back-to-back home games. Looking at the schedule, I'm missing it now. Hold on, I'm, I'm scanning the schedule here. I'm sorry, they, they don't play those in, in March. They play them in February. Or sorry, January. It's in January, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning the schedule, I apologize. January 12th and 13th, a doozy of a home-and-home back-to-back. Boston Celtics, January 12th. Houston Rockets, January 13th. Doozy of a back-to-back there. Um, Both games at the Amway Center. And then the following weekend, they'll play the Brooklyn Nets, January 18th, and the Milwaukee Bucks, January 19th. So three sets of home-and-home back-to-backs. A very odd and rare occurrence. Something that's never happened in Magic history. I think they've... I think in the 99 lockout season, they had two home-and-home back-to-backs. Usually, they only have one. It's very, very rare for Orlando to have them. I really, outside of 99, the 2012 lockout season last year, and I think the year before, I don't think the Magic have ever had home-and-home back-to-backs. My schedule memory is not so great for the early, early years, so maybe they did then. But it's a very odd occasion. It doesn't happen very often. Another interesting tidbit to note, Orlando will play 21 of their 39 home games, remember they only have 39 home games, on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. For a struggling team looking to sell tickets, that is definitely a benefit. And LeBron coming in on a Saturday, Rocket Celtics coming in on a Friday, on a Saturday, Sunday, they're going to have some big ticket games. Now, biggest question, I think one of the bigger questions that I always have is, when are the West Coast trips? I already mentioned one of them. Late November, Orlando goes to Denver, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Blazers, and the Suns, and then finishes up a six-game, 12-day road trip. It won't really be 12 days, but a six-game road swing in Miami December 4th. They'll have a couple days off after coming back from Phoenix on November 30th. That is a tough road trip, as I mentioned. The second West Coast road trip, though, comes in January. Another long one. New Year's Eve, they're in Charlotte. They go to Chicago, Minnesota on January 4th. Then hop a plane 
to LA to play the Clippers on January 6th, followed by the Kings on the 7th, the Jazz on the 9th, and then they're home. After January 9th, this is an important point to make, after January 9th, the Magic do not go to the West Coast. In fact, after January 9th, they will play only four Western Conference road games after January 4th or January 9th. So if the Magic can come out of, let's say, the January 13th because Orlando will come home from Utah, play that home-and-home back-to-back with Boston-Houston, if they could come out of January 13th within striking distance of the playoffs, a lot of those difficult Western Conference road games are gone. They still got Houston. They still got New Orleans on the schedule. They still got Oklahoma City on the schedule as well. But you're going to be feasting a lot on Eastern Conference teams at the end of the season. And that could be an advantage to make up ground. That could be an advantage to gain distance. That's a, that's an advantage in the schedule there. Because assumedly, Western Conference teams will be a little bit better than, than the Eastern Conference teams. And so that's an interesting thing to note, that the Magic are done with their major West Coast trips by the end of... by really the end of the calendar year, just shortly after the beginning of the calendar year. Now, that's really, really key, I think. I think that is absolutely a key thing. Now, how does the Magic set up to their Mexico trip? Now, the Mexico City trip is really going to feel like an extended road trip. The Magic will play the Indiana Pacers December 7th, um, but I will note this as well. That Mexico City road trip does not come at a good time in the schedule. Orlando, like I said, takes that long road trip out west. They come home November 30th. They'll probably spend some time in Orlando before heading out to Miami December 4th. They play a back-to-back December 4th against the Miami Heat in Miami, come home to play the Denver Nuggets, then play the Indiana Pacers December 7th. So they get a couple days at home to play games. Then they head to Dallas December 10th, then play their two games... In Mexico City, December 13th against the Chicago Bulls and December 15th against the Utah Jazz. And then they come home to play the Spurs of all teams. So, it's really a three-game road trip that the Magic are taking to Mexico City. Or part of a three-game road trip. That's coming less than two weeks after a long West Coast trip. Obviously, you can't be at home for too long. That's that's not how the NBA works, not how the schedule works. But this is a big sacrifice the team is making schedule-wise. And I think it's gonna be very it's a very difficult stretch that this this trip, this disruption is coming in. But that's how the schedule goes. That's what the match will have to deal with. Again, a lot of the schedule is managing the ups and downs. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. 
Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's managing the pitfalls. It's managing doing well and keeping it up, doing poorly and getting it back. And that's something the Magic really struggled with over the last few years. Starting 19 and 13, getting hit in the mouth and never really getting back up. Starting 8 and 4 last year, getting hit in the mouth, not ever really getting back up. Unlike the last few years, though, the Magic will be home for the holidays. After a couple of quick road trips, December 23rd, they'll play the Miami Heat. December 26th, they'll play the Phoenix Suns. December 28th, the Toronto Raptors. December 30th, the Detroit Pistons, all at home. And I saw a four-game homestand to close out the 2018 calendar year. Then they hit that big, big road trip that starts in Charlotte, ends up in LA and Sacramento and Utah. So that'll be a big opportunity for the Magic to pick up some wins. And again... That, that homestand, Miami, Phoenix, Toronto, Detroit, some winnable games there. Or at least seemingly winnable games. Toronto really the only marquee elite opponent the Magic will face in that homestand. Finally, the, the schedule ends, interestingly. Orlando will close out their home schedule Friday, April 5th against the Atlanta Hawks and close the season out with two road games against the Boston Celtics, on April 7th, and the Charlotte Hornets on April 10th. It bears noting here that Orlando is not on national TV hardly at all. Although, if I'm not mistaken, that the Mexico City games, or at least the the game against the Bulls, or, or the game against the Jazz, is supposed to be on ESPN. Or sorry, the game against the Bulls is supposed to be on ESPN on December 13th, or on... TNT, it does not appear it will be. Scheduled for a 9.30 tip-off on December 13th, that game is not listed on national TV. The December 15th game, a 5 o'clock tip-off, is scheduled to be on NBA TV. Orlando is scheduled currently for four NBA TV games. Not a whole lot. They only have one nationally televised game on ESPN. That will come in the season finale against the Charlotte Hornets, and if I were putting money on it now, with the Mag- neither the Magic nor the Hornets expected to make the playoffs, that game will probably get flexed out. Orlando will once again have no main national TV appearances. Um, NBA TV doesn't count. Sorry, NBA TV. They'll have no national TV appearances. And their last national TV game was Alfred Payton, his rookie year getting a triple-double against the Dallas Mavericks. So... There you have it with the schedule. Marquee games, again, I think these are the big games, the games that that fans want to see. Opening night, October 17th against the Miami Heat at 7 o'clock. That's a Wednesday. Um, They'll play the Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James and the Lakers, on November 17th at 7 o'clock as part of a home-and-home back-to-back. They'll play the Knicks the following day on the 18th. Uh, The Golden State Warriors come to town on... I'm sorry, I'm scanning the schedule again. Boston Celtics, Houston Rockets, home and home back-to-back on January 12th and January 13th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. The Golden, the Oklahoma City Thunder and Russell Westbrook getting a 50-point triple-double come to town January 29th. That's a Tuesday. Um, they'll play the Thunder twice in about a week. Uh, the Golden State Warriors come to town Thursday, February 28th at 7. If the Magic are playing well and winning, maybe that's a candidate to become a TNT game. 
That would be the Magic's first TNT game since uh, LeBron James went off on Earl Clark, if I'm not mistaken. And those are really the marquee games that, that I think are worth pointing out. Again, the home finale, Friday, April 5th, against the Atlanta Hawks. Like I said at the top of the show, a schedule is a schedule is a schedule. They're really all the same. There's not a lot of difference between the teams. And really, with the Magic not being on national TV, not having many marquee games, not really having anything to get so excited about at the start of the season, it's about taking care of your own business and and improving yourself every day. For the Magic, it's about managing the ups and downs of the season and, and, and stealing wins where you can, getting wins against weaker opponents, against equal opponents, and avoiding bad losses against like the Hawks or the Kings or the you know, not the Grizzlies so much, but the Mavericks maybe. And the Magic are in that group too. So I'm sure Locked On Mavericks and Locked On Suns and Locked On Hawks are saying we gotta beat the Magic. There's no excuses for losing to the Magic. So we'll see what kind of team this is and and, and reset expectations as it goes along. But there you have it. The full schedule is out. You can find that on, on the Orlando Magic's website. We'll have more breakdown of the schedule. I'm going to I'm gonna review the schedule again and, and talk maybe a little bit more about key stretches in the season. I'm sure I highlighted a few here. I'll talk about some key stretches in the season, the stretches that will define the season. Talk about the big games that, we want, that we'll be definitely keeping an eye on. We'll have more of that coming up this week on Locked on Magic. But that's pretty much it here for the NBA schedule. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast name listening device. You can find me on Twitter at omd. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. We're still accepting nominations for the most popular player in Magic history, so send me your nominations online at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.